All right, well, welcome. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's session. We're going to be building out your, your 2020 plan. And I posted earlier, if we fail to plan, then we're planning to fail, really. And I've experienced that in my life and in my business. So kudos to you for taking the time out here in December, right before the holidays, right before Christmas, right before New Year, to spend the time and the energy to get clear what you're going to accomplish in the new year, put those those goals in stone, and then make sure that you've got the plan that you're going to go out and execute and, and, and make it a reality. So here's the main objective. Um, I, I, I carved out about an hour and a half for this session. It may actually need to go a little bit longer than that because I, I, there's a couple things I want to make sure we get done live and in person on this session. First, I want to make sure we've got the plan for the year. By that, I mean really get clear on where we're going to end up. How many clients will we have? How much recurring revenue will that be? Let's get that broken down by quarter. Let's get that broken down by month and just get that anchored in stone. We know the power of having a plan and having it written down and having accountability to make sure we get it done. From there, I want to set some key performance indicators. So if we're going to get to that place, there's a certain number of clients we're going to have to sell. But more importantly, there's a certain amount of strategy sessions we're going to need to hit on a consistent basis to make that a reality. So we're going to get really clear on what that number is based on our average close rate um, and put some mechanisms in place that we're all going to commit to hold ourselves accountable to track that activity. Uh, we're going to do an audit of the gap. So uh, I put together a great worksheet that helps us get clear. Like here's the big picture of what you could, should put in place to market your uh, agency effectively, right? Everything that we teach you in the seven-figure agency from running webinars to doing cold outreach to having a book to joining the association to putting you know, together JV relationships, right? There's a document we're going to go through just to audit and identify like what do you have done, what do you still need to get done, and pick like three to five critical business model modifications we need to make in 2020 to help ourselves accomplish that goal. And then we're going to take the time to, to plan out and calendarize our approach, right? We know that our cash flow follows our calendar, and so we're gonna we're gonna get clear. Here's when we're gonna run our webinars. Here's when we're gonna do our cold outreach, and really block that into the schedule. So we've got a lot to cover. Uh, Want to hear from you guys? I'm glad to have such, so many with you uh, with us live. Danny and Dave and Howard and Jim and Joe and John and Josh Cosberg. Really pumped to see you guys. Michael Tasner, Nicole. Somebody posting comments. What about this process is exciting for you. What are you most excited about getting done during the time that we have here today? So just somebody give me give me real quick in comments. Let's make this as interactive as possible, uh, as interactive as, as we can make a Zoom session. Um, kind of let me know. What, what are you excited about getting done on today's session? Michael, what's up? Susie, hey, great to have you on with me. Wesley, super, super pumped. Sarah is wanting to, you're just finding some focus, right? Sometimes you're just taking the time out and to get, and to get clear. Uh, Jim's excited about planning it out on the calendar. I know you've been after me, like, what are the topics? You know, let's make sure we get this whole thing fleshed out. Absolutely. Um, Susie said the favorite time of the year to plan for the upcoming year. Absol absolutely. Excellent. So now let's, let's dive right into it. Here's the, here's the challenge, usually as it relates to... Um, as it relates to the year, right? Right now, it's always fun and exciting to be in January and be like, okay, you know, I have great things in mind for the year. But usually what happens 
is we wind up a little bit out of control, right? We, we come up with new, new goals and then new things get added to the mix, either because we've got shiny object syndrome or, or whatnot. But sometimes we're like, man, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what I should be focusing on. I don't even know where I'm trying to get to. And so that's why this time is so powerful because it helps us avoid shiny object syndrome. You know, when you've got a plan and you're clear on, here's what I'm gonna accomplish. Here's kind of the key things I know I need to get done. You can be more strategic about the things you choose not to spend your time on. And let's face it, uh, there's every other marketer out there is trying to teach you some shiny new tactics, some shiny new idea that's going to help you generate uh, better results and more clients and better results for your clients and, and everything in between. And oftentimes we go into the new year hopeful about the next year. You know, it's like, oh, I hope this year's better, right? I hope this year um, I, get, I finally get some clients going. I hope this year um, I'm able to fix my, my retention problems. And, and to me, hope is not a strategy, right? We wanna, we wanna plan and be really, really intentional about what we build and what we accomplish. And you know, if we don't have this stuff figured out, it really could go either way. It might be successful, it might not be successful, I might remain focused, I might wind up you know, chasing these five or six different tangents. And so really that's why this is so important, right? If we can't either get things under control, if we can't help ourselves focus and stay out of shiny object syndrome, and if we have to rely on hope, we're gonna wind up in a very similar spot to where we are right now, right? We all have intention to do something more, better, next level going into 2020. But if we don't get this part dialed in, we're gonna wind up exactly where we are without the momentum that we have in mind. So here's the opportunity. Really the opportunity right now is to step into the driver's seat and take control and decide, here's what we're gonna accomplish right? Set some very specific targets um, and, and develop a pathway to profit. You know, if there's one thing that I've found has worked really well for us, it's much better to lay down tracks in advance. Like if we think about it right now, we choose to take control and we lay down some tracks. These are the webinars I'm going to run. This is the amount of contact I'm going to make. These are the associations I'm going to be a part of. These are the events we're going to exhibit at. Instead of feeling like we're willy-nilly and feeling like we have to, to guess, we've got a pathway and it's kind of planned out. And there's no perfect plan, but the fact is having something in place is much better than, than kind of winging it uh, from the seat of our pants. We can have certainty, you know, we've got a plan, we're gonna follow the plan, we can go into the year with confidence that we can crush it in the new year. So. I want to hear just from a couple of you guys. We talked about focus. We talked about some of the other things, but why, why do you want to preload your year? Why, what do you perceive to be the value and the benefit of mapping some of this stuff out? How is this going to make you know, it easier for you? How is it going to make it more effective for you? How is this going to improve the probability of you accomplishing what you set out for here at the beginning of, of 2020? Michael says, if I don't, the non-important task will take up my time. Yeah, no doubt. Melanie says, you can do steps and make it a no-brainer. Um, Susie says, um, a way to make sure you stay on track. Absolutely, good. Thank you guys for sharing and keeping this interactive. John says, have more accountability. Yeah, you know, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, you don't have a plan, there's nobody that can hold, your, hold you accountable. And you, you can't even hold yourself accountable because you're not clear on what you're trying to create. 
Wesley Creek clarity and schedule things now so I can commit to sticking to it. Uh, Sarah says, if I don't have a defined plan, I'll definitely get sidetracked. Yeah, if you don't have the plan, it's easy just to be like, oh, that looks interesting. Hey, I just got this email over here. I'll check that out. Maybe I'll try that new thing that I just learned about. Joseph said, less days of not knowing what to do next. Absolutely. Perfect. Really appreciate the interact interaction on this. I talk about this all the time. We're building our 2020 plan, so I'm not going to go super in-depth. But the fact is, success is goals, all else is commentary. Right? To the extent that you're not clear and working towards the accomplishment of a very specific goal, that's the shiny object syndrome stuff. That's the, oh, I can't remain focused. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and this is a quote from the Ultimate Goal Setting Program by Brian Tracy. And I found this to be true in my life. I found it true to be in you know, true in the lives of the agencies that really have the best results. Um, is that if you're not clear on the goal and where you're headed, you're almost like the sailboat that's just out at sea with with no wind, no momentum. You're just kind of going with the flow. And when you take the time to get clear on your goals and to have some accountability mechanisms in place, you can really start to create your own wind and create your own momentum. Right, and that's what we're after. We just want to be very clear. Here's where we're going to go. Here are our targets. And by doing that, you get yourself out of commentary and into focus. And anytime there's been stagnation in our business, uh, that's usually where we're where we're failing. We've we've lost clarity on a goal and a goal that we're striving to that we're completely focused on accomplishing. So you know, this is why we do goals. Um, I'm not going to go really deep on the Harvard study. I think I've shared the Harvard study with you guys half a dozen times. But if we're talking about goals, this is the case for why it makes sense to do this and why it's worth investing the time and the energy to, to put these accountability mechanisms in place. Um, and basically, the Harvard study simply, they, they interviewed the graduates from Harvard back in 1979, and they asked them, do you have goals, yes or no, and do you have those goals written down right, in a plan to achieve them. And what they found was 84% of the graduates had no specific goals. So they were just kind of, they were going to graduate and they were going to go with the flow. 13% had goals, but they weren't written down. So it was like, yeah, I want to get a nice house and I want to live in this car and I want to have this lifestyle. But 3% had clear written goals and a plan to accomplish them. So they wrote this stuff down or they put it on a Google Doc like we're going to do right now and they developed a plan. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. Whether it was the perfect plan or not, they had a plan. And what they found was the 13% who had goals were earning twice as much as the 84% that had no goals. So just by coming up with the goal and kind of putting it in your brain somewhere, you tap into a subconscious power to create better results in your life. But really what I want to tap into and why we're, why we're going to spend some time putting a plan in place as well is that the one, the 3% that had a clear goal, that had it written down, were earning 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. So and it feels like I'm beating a dead horse and I'm saying the same thing again and again, probably for some of you guys on this, but only 3% of the Harvard graduates took advantage of this. So that's why I, I just keep hitting this home. The people that take the time to get clear on the goals, put plans in place and work the plans can tap into that 10 time uh, exponential results. So the goal setting framework that we're going to leverage 
for 2020 to help ourselves be accountable, to be clear, and to really accomplish what it is that we set out to do is first is we're going to have written goals and a plan, right? So I'm going to share a document with you guys right now. We're all going to work on this today. None of us are going to leave today's session without a written goals for the year and a plan, at least a, a first level plan of how we're going to make that happen and, and, and bring it into, into reality. And we're going to set up for ourselves stopping points, right? So we're going to have our one-year goal. We're going to break it down into quarter and we're going to break it down into months. And then we're going to have a stopping point. And this is what we kind of do with the group when we get together quarterly live and in person and or when I put out the Facebook uh, post or the email blast that says, look, January's over. How did you do? Are you on track? Are you off track? Q1's over. How did you do on track or off track? And just knowing that you're going to have a stopping point where you reflect, this is the plan I built. These are the goals I set for myself. And knowing that you're going to have to pause and kind of have some internal accountability as well as group accountability is what gives your goal setting teeth, right? What I, what I find often happens with people, um, you know, this is the time of year people set New Year's resolutions. So January, they say, I'm going to lose 15 pounds or I'm going to save an additional 10% of my income. And by you know, January 17th, on average, people have just lost, they've lost that goal. They're no longer even trying to accomplish it. They've lost the desire to, to, to make it happen. And when you do that enough and you don't have any accountability, you don't have any follow through, you lose faith in the process. You stop setting goals. You start, stop setting resolutions. And you become like that little sailboat that's out at sea, right? With no direction. It's like wherever you wind up is where you're going to go. So what makes this work is the group, is the stopping points, and it's the, the reflection time at the end of each period where we look back and we say, okay, this is what I set out to do. Did I hit it? If yes, I'm going to celebrate that, right? We get more of what we celebrate, or did I miss it? And if I missed it, then, you know, that's okay. What do I need to do differently? But it's acknowledging it, right? Really making sure you acknowledge that you did it or you didn't. Right, Because when you do that consistently, you develop what I think is the most powerful muscle we can have as human beings, which is the power of manifestation. The ability to set an intention, right? This is what I want to have happen. Tap into the subconscious power of the universe, you know, and, and do the work and the effort to bring that into reality, right? So this is, this is what we're going to do right now. So I want to I wanna get clear what the goals are for 2020. So I think the cleanest way to do this um, is, is let's open up the worksheet that I, I set up for you guys, which you can get to by going, I'm going to put it in chat, but if you go to sevenfigureagency.com slash workbook, it opens up a Google Doc. I'm going to have you guys all open this together, and we're going to work through this as a, as a group. So you can either type that in directly or look in the comments right now. Go to this page. And this is going to be our 2020 plan workbook. I'm going to give you guys all a sec to get it pulled up. And just know, you know, whenever you want to interact with one of our templates in Google Docs or on Google Sheets, all you have to do is go file, make a copy. So if you try and edit this live, you're going to be like, oh, Josh, I don't have access. All I can do is look at it. Well, what I want you to do is go file, make, make a copy, and then call it 2020 Growth Plan Workbook 
dash your name. So, Josh Nelson. Boom. And now I've got my own version that I've got complete editable access to, and I've got something that I can build my plan on, I can work with. So I just want to hear from you know in chat real quick, because this is going to be the crux of what we do here today. In chat, give me a thumbs up or a yes if you've now got access to this workbook, um, you've made a copy of it, and you're ready to start to, to dive in. I got yes, Sean's yes. What's up, Sean? Great to see you on here. Uh, Jim, I don't see the link. Okay, here, let me drop this link again. There's the link. Stephanie, what's up? Glad to have you with us. Melanie needs the link. You guys see it in chat, right? Are you guys seeing the link in chat now? Nope. Not in chat. Oh, that, see, that's my fault. Thanks, guys. I was putting it in, um, I was putting it to the panelists. Okay, now you should have it. John said he went straight to the URL and it worked. Okay, so I, I did put it now in chat, so everybody should be seeing it. And um, so what you want to do... Sure, absolutely. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Everybody's got it now? So I want you to open up that URL, go file, make a copy, and that will give you an editable version that you, we're going to be able to type right into and get to work. So Josh, Melanie, Jim, Sean, what's up, man? Are, are you guys, somebody tell me, got it, yes, got it, excellent, okay, perfect. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going we're gonna to set our clear goal for, for 2020. So we're going to use a worksheet, but... We're gonna we're gonna kind of think about it mathematically first, and then we're gonna we're gonna use the sales retention tracking sheet to really help us figure this out in a way that's gonna be usable, realistic, and and palatable. So I just want you guys to take a quick sec in this section right here. So if we scroll down. We talked about the objectives for the day, um, starting point. I just want you right now, and this is as of, just put in here, December nineteenth. 2020. What's the current monthly recurring revenue? And nobody will be able to see your doc but you. What's your current monthly recurring revenue and how many clients do you serve? So have to start with a snapshot, right? That's where we, you know, this is the stake in the, in the sand. This is where we were when we started the year. I'll give you guys, I'm going to give you like some time and there's going to be some awkward silences which is uncomfortable for me but um, that's the way we're actually going to get this done I'll give you 30 seconds just post in comments yes once you get it in and so John asked a great question John is saying is this based on recurring yeah so yes I want I want you to know how many of your clients do you serve that are recurring monthly retainer based clients usually at least a thousand dollars per month um, and then what's the base monthly recurring is it five grand is it 20 grand is it 60 grand you know just put it in here so you've got your starting point um, 2019 30 seconds. Everybody should have been able to get this now. Yes? Melanie says yes. 
If you need more time, I'm going to hang out another couple seconds. Good. All right. Cool. The next thing I want I want us to do is just well, let's do this. Let's open up the sales retention tracking sheet because there's no point in randomly guessing a target. Um, you know, randomly guessing a target doesn't do us any good. So if you already have one of these sheets, I, 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 you know, I want you just to kind of create a new one for 2020. This is the updated template right here. So same, same deal, right? What I want you to do is click this, sevenfigureagency.com slash tracking. It's going to open up the sales retention tracking sheet. Um, I added this because a couple people requested access and we're unclear on what to do. The same thing, same exact thing applies. You'll just go file, make a copy, call it sales retention tracking sheet 2020, and then put your, your company name or your name. So what it's going to do, Josh Nelson. And then what it's going to do is give you the fully editable version that you can work in so we can really set these goals and targets for 2020 and break, break them down by, um, uh, by month and by quarter. And so once you do that, and now you've got your own version, just delete this image because it's going to prevent you from being able to see what you want to be able to see. So once that's deleted, now we've got some cool stuff we can do inside this worksheet uh, to build our 2020 goals, projections, and targets. Does everybody have this worksheet up? I'm going to try and you know keep this you know on pace because we actually have a lot more to do than just set goals and stuff. Uh, but I found that like sometimes if we don't do this together, it doesn't get done, right? So let's make sure we get this built um, and we've got a, a clear, a clear, clear target. All right, Sean says he's good. Anybody still over in this? All right. If you're if you're lost or stuck, post in comments, help or wait. I'm falling behind or something like that. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna press forward. So this is your doc, where I want you to start is the starting point 2020 quarterly targets. And what you're gonna do is you're just gonna put that starting point number. And again, this is your recurring. How many active clients do you have right now? And how much of that? How many recurring clients? So this is what you're putting up here, your 2020 starting point. And the rest of it, you, you don't want to fill in just yet. The rest of it's going to be filled in on the next tab down here where it says 2020. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to click 2020. So now we're looking at the, the new year, 2020. And the very first thing you need to put in place on this sheet is that starting point. Uh, so that's where you're going to put the same, basically the same thing that you put over there at the top. How many clients do you have right now? So let's call it 179 clients. And how much recurring revenue? 267 or 360, Right? It's different for everybody. Just put your number in. Give, so give, I want to see a bunch of yeses and comments if you're still with me here. Like, yes, yes, give me a yes, yes, yes. If we're good, you've got this. Great. Okay, thank you. So the next thing we're gonna do now is we're gonna we're gonna look month over month our goals. And as we look at our goals, 
basically there's going to be how many clients we're going to sell, what's the average value of those sales, and then how many how many clients do we anticipate churning, right? Because there's you know when you've got 179 clients, there's going to be some churn. If you've got zero, then maybe the anticipation is none. So we've got total sales, value of those sales, total losses. How many clients do, are we going to lose? Value of those losses. What's our base client number? What's our base recurring revenue? And then retention, you know, rate tracking and uh, and net growth. The main thing I want you guys to focus on is the sales and, and the losses. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into January. I just want you to see, I try to make this as simple as possible, but basically the first call, the first sell is how many clients are you going to sell per month? Are you going to sell one? Are you going to sell three? Are you going to sell six? Are you going to sell 10? Um, different for everybody, but you should be able to confidently say, okay, I believe I can sell three clients per month, or I believe I can sell five clients per month. So I want you to start there and just kind of go across the board. How many clients on a month by month basis do you, are you going to sell? So let's just do, in our case, I'm going to do five, five every month. And that goes in the goal column. So if you come across here, you've got goal, actual, and delta. It's the white one that you're going to be adjusting, not the gray one. These are automatic, these ones right here. So just go across on the goal and total sales, how many clients per month? So I'm just going to fill in five across the board. Or, you know, and if some of you guys are seasonal for some reason, uh, I know I'm going to sell three in January, three in March, and then seven I'm going to get in the next month after that because I've got some big event that I know I'm doing here. Or, you know, if you have that kind of data. Ray, what's up? How are you? Glad to see you. Are you stuck? Maybe are we? Yes. How do you get this sheet? What you want to do is, since you logged in a little bit late, so while you guys are plugging your number, I'm going to help Ray out here. What you want to do is you want to open that document right there. You want to go file, make a copy. So it's you know your unique version that you can go in and edit. And then you want to scroll down to this document tracking and this opens your 2020 tracking sheet. Then you want to go file, make a copy, and then have your own version that you're editing from. Okay. Everyone should now have a target of new, new clients that they think they can land on a month by month basis. Give me a yes if you've got that part dialed in. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I also don't want to go too slow. Sean's got it. Okay, perfect. We got the we got the sales piece in. Wonderful. Yeah, and if anybody's stuck, definitely PM me. We can we can help. I can help you work on this in, in, independently if you're if you're not able to um, you know, just keep up with it. So the next total value one does require some customization um, because so just scroll back to where it says January and then total sales. Right now it says in my case 7,500. This is a this is a formulaic cell. So it's saying whatever the cell above is times. 1500 so that's assuming a $1,500 per month client some of us are less than that some of us are more like so in my case 
our average client is 2,500 per month. So I would update it like that. So what you want to do is go into that column and then scroll to the top left. And after the asterisk, that's where you want to put the value of your average client. And as I'm doing this, I see I might have been able to make this a little easier for you, but it works. So just do this, do it this way for now. Um, and then you would just take that formula, assuming maybe you think initially it's going to be 1500 and then it's going to go to 2000 and it's going to go to 2500. Um, you just take that and you move it across the board in all your months. Now you've got, we're going to sell five clients for a total value of 12,500 per month. That's what we're shooting for as a sales business development perspective. Has everybody got that honed in? The new client sales per month? Susie's got it. And for those of you that have already built this, I apologize. Um, but at least you can double check your numbers and make sure it all, it all makes sense. So now what you should have is your annual target, right? Assuming you got these two entered correctly, you can see, you know, how many sales you're going to shoot for for the entire year and what the monthly or MRR, monthly recurring revenue growth target is in new client sales. So we've got the sales growth piece of it dialed into our sheet now. The next thing is our losses. So if you're, you know, if you're just getting started, you could probably confidently put zeros, you know, for the first three to six months. If you're, you know, if you've got 50, 60, 100, 160 clients, you're going to need to put something in here. Um, it should not be more than, you know, 10, five to 10%. Like if you put 10% in there, um, that's probably a, a, an indication there's a massive churn problem. So if at 100, uh, 179 clients, if we had 10% loss, we'd lose 17 clients per month. Um, you know, we're shooting for lose no more than three at this point. Um, some of you guys, again, it's more, some of it's less. Just put in, just so you, so you don't get thrown off track. I, what I find sometimes is we set these targets and it's like, okay, we're all focused on the target, but we lose some clients along the way and we're like, oh crap, you know, I'm selling, but I'm not getting to my monthly recurring thing I thought was going to wind up at. That's because you failed to anticipate there's going to be some churn. So, you know, for me, I'm just going to go in here and we'll plot three across the board. Uh, for some of you guys, you know, it might be more, it might be less. It, it, to be completely frank, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel, you know, depressed or anything, you know, there's been months where we've lost like 11 clients in a month, right? And it's like, oh crap, we only accounted for three. Um, and then there's months where we lose one or two. So, there's no perfect tracking, right? You just want to be able to have something that you're you're shooting for, so you can see am I off track, am I on track, uh, or whatnot. So just kind of put in there, put in there what you might anticipate for churn on a month by month basis. We're going to do our best work. We're going to be really proactive. We're going to follow through and follow up with our clients, um, and we want to try and keep these numbers as low as possible. But um, you know, churn is is part of the part of the equation. It's just 
how it goes sometimes. Everybody have their churn anticipation plugged in? I want to hear from you guys in the chat so I know that you're still with me and I know that I'm not going too fast or too slow. Somebody turn is in this year. Excellent. Josh has got it in. Okay, Susie, do we need to change the formula? Yes, we do. So the next one is this formula down here. Again, it's assuming a 1,100 churn rate. So um, depending upon what your average value of your client is and what the average value of your loss is, you want to adjust that accordingly. So if our average is $2,500 per month, then I would put in here like 2200 let's say, because we usually can get them to drop into some type of maintenance program, so we retain some level of the of the contract or some level of revenue. Um, it could be for you 500 it could be 1000 it could be the entire amount, you know. But you do want to update that formula to be multiplying the number of losses by the anticipated value of each. So you take that and just kind of carry that across to all of the goal columns. I promise you, you know, this might feel tedious, but once you've got this dialed in and you kind of get into the rhythm of, of tracking, okay, here was my goal, my on track, my off track, just having this in place can guide your activity and keep you, keep you focused. So now we should have, all of us should have plugged in. Here's how many we're going to sell. Here's how many we think we're going to lose. Here's how much revenue we think we're going to add. Here's how much revenue we think we're going to churn. And then it kind of shows us what our growth track would be, assuming those numbers are right. So actually, this number you don't have to modify. It's basically saying, well, if you started with 179 clients and you had a base recurring revenue of, of 379, you sell five, you lose three, that takes you to 181 active clients if you're on track. And your recurring revenue should go up, you know, assuming you 12, sell 12 and you lose six to 38,840. So you had a net growth of 6,000 for, you know, for that particular purpose. And it is kind of the rest of the column should add automatically for you. So you can kind of scooch forward to the end of the year and see, okay, if I'm on track, I would end the year with $386,000 in recurring revenue and um, 100, well, I'm sorry, that's actually 449,000 in monthly recurring revenue and 202 active clients. I think most of you said you had the sales number plugged in, you had the churn number plugged in, the rest of it is automatic. So can you kind of give me like a yes or some type of indication that you've kind of looked at this four right column at your target, this annualized target, and it looks right. Somebody like put in for me, what's the number? What Like what's your annual recurring revenue, client base number and revenue base number at the end of the year? Antonio says he's got his. If you feel comfortable, put the number in for me just so I can know that we're, we're getting something done here. All right, good, 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 good. Getting it done, awesome. 
Josh gave me a number. Perfect. Great number. Ray, I love that number. Sarah, let's let's get it going. Let's do it. Excellent. Again, if you're stuck on this, you get you know you get confused. Just let me know. But now you've got a chassis. Like, okay, every month here's what we're shooting for, and let me just show you how this works from a tracking perspective. So the next thing I want you to do is just go down here to where you have your sale. Like right now, it should have a placeholder that says um, Auto Repair One, Auto Repair Two. Just delete those. Right, and then underneath that, you've got Bob's Auto Shop, and under Lost here, delete those as well. So the way you track this along is, you know, right here in the first column of each month, you'd put in your sales. So let's just say, you know, I sold uh, Plumber One for twenty nine hundred, twenty seven hundred. Then I sold Plumber Two for twenty five hundred, and then I sold Plumber three for 1990, right? What this does is it updates this column up here so I can see, all right, I sold three clients for a total value of 71.90. And so it automatically updates. All you gotta do is plug your sales into here. And this shows your actual, and this shows Delta. And what Delta means is just the difference. It's the difference between what your target was and what you actually did. So delta could mean difference. It could be, you know, that's just what that's what it means. And then if you lose a client down here, let's just say we lost plumber 17, you would put the real name of the company and the amount of the of the sale. So let's just say we lost them for 2K. Now it shows um, total losses and the total value of the losses. Everybody, does everybody kind of follow how this how this projection process works at this point? Um, yes, no, maybe so. Yes, excellent, cool. So what's really neat is so we've got we've got our annual target plugged in now. So now we know here's where we're headed. We're going to sell 60 clients. We're gonna you know, grow our monthly recurring by 150K. We're gonna end the year at 450,000 in monthly recurring revenue with 203 active clients. Yes, Melanie, yeah, we wanna go in and we wanna plug in what we expect to be the loss unless it's zero, which is fine and then the, the value of the loss. So we gotta take that all the way across on all the columns. And then over here to the left, what we have is our, our starting point 2020 projections, right? So we have where we started, we have the annual goal. Well, actually this one's manual, so. But we have, it should, whatever you plugged in at the very beginning should be showing this. And then we know where we wanna be by the end of the year. We know where we wanna be the, by the end of Q1. So we want to get to the end of Q1 with um, 396,000 in, in recurring revenue, 185 clients. So that's where we're, where we're focused on getting to the beginning of 2020. This was the target we set, and we've got it written down, and we've got clarity on what we want to get to by the end of each of the quarters of the year. Everybody following what we're talking about? Does everybody kind of feel like you've got this initial pass of this sheet built and ready to roll? 
Give me a couple yeses. Looks good. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So we've already got the first part of this whole puzzle, right? Which is have clear goals and have them written down. Now, I want you to stress test this a little bit. You know, make sure you're comfortable. Like, is it legitimately feasible for you to land those three to five clients? Do you really believe that you can get that monthly recurring fee that you're after? Um, you know, it's pretty important that you it's pretty important that you really believe in the goals um, and that you're going to really go after it in a in a serious in a serious way. So we've got that in place. A great example of this is uh, you know this in action. The first time I I built one of these, I think it was back in 2000 and either 14 or 15. Um, I I was meeting with Brian Kaskavalsky. He runs G4 Marketing Group, and his company had grown to like $60,000 per month in recurring revenue. And he'd been there. He'd been there for like three years. And it was just kind of bumping around $60,000 per, per month in recurring revenue. Um, not quite the seven figures, you know, enough for him to live a good lifestyle, but not really going further and going to the next level. Um, at the beginning of that year, we sat down, we mapped out the sales retention tracking sheet set the targets, here's what he and his team were looking for on a monthly basis, quarterly basis. Um, and that process, just of having clarity in the goals and like knowing that his whole team was gonna stop at the end of every month and at the end of every quarter to check in, like triggered something in his company and started getting them active and started making them do the activity to move things forward. Um, he's grown just a ton since that time. I, I was actually at a mastermind dinner with him last night he did $4 million last year and he's going to do, he thinks he's projecting for 5.5 this year. And, you know, he's done a lot of good things. He's done a lot of things right. But it started with having the goals, getting out of commentary and getting very clear, this is where we're going. This is what we're, we're after as an organization. So kudos, you've tapped into the power of this. Now you have your sales retention tracking sheet built and we're ready to go to the, to the next step. And so the next step is, is vision, right? The clearer we can visualize where we're going and what it's going to look like when we're there, the better. And so I want to give you guys an exercise um, that, that I've done in the past that I'm going to be doing again this year that's just extremely powerful. Is Now that we're clear on where we want to be, we got to know here's how much recurring revenue we have. I want to give you guys, I'm going to give you five minutes or less to shoot this video. Um, and, and I just want you to hold, hold your camera like this, hit record. This is for you. This is not to share with me. This isn't to put up on YouTube or anything crazy like that. This is just record a video that says what, and assume you're going to play this back for yourself. So in, in December 19th, 2020, you're going to have this saved on box or somewhere where you can get back to it. And you're going to play this to yourself. And you're going to be like, holy cow, this is what I set my intention to be. I recorded a video telling myself what I was going to accomplish. And you're going to be able to play back and hold yourself accountable. Like at the beginning of the year, I was completely committed. And you're either going to be in tears because you're going to be so excited that you brought that into life. Or maybe you're going to be a little bit frustrated because you did the activity and you're a little bit off track. But I promise you, doing this anchors it in and improves the probability of making it a reality. So what I want you to do is just based on what you just wrote down, record a quick video 
and I'll just do it for myself. You know, I would do, hey, Josh, it's the end of 2020. Um, it's been an amazing year. I just wanted to record this quick video for you to kind of recap what's what's been accomplished. So we, we grew the company to 375 clients. We now have a base recurring revenue of, um, you know, three hundred and ninety thousand dollars or four hundred and five thousand dollars in monthly recurring business. Um, it feels amazing to have done the work and to have built the momentum and to have the business where it's at today. Um, I feel great because we're making progress. Profitability is up. We're able to do things we haven't been able to do before. So congratulations on all your hard work and um, excited about the next year ahead. Right, just something very simple like this. How many of you guys will? We'll do this real quick. I'm going to give you five minutes. This isn't an optional exercise. Even if you think it's it's you know a waste of time, I promise you it's not. Take out your phone, record this video. You know, just step off. You know, you're not on camera. I'm the only one on camera. Step off, record the video, come back and say done in comments when you're done. And I'm giving you five minutes to to do this exercise. Post in comments also if you're unclear what I'm talking about. But really what I'm saying is you're just recording a quick video. Hey, we hit the target of X. We have this many clients and this much recurring revenue and spend a little time talking about how you feel about it. Five minutes. Wow, Sarah was quick. Hopefully you guys are all shooting this video. If you have questions, post in comments. Once you're done, uh, just type done. It's good. I promise you it's going to be fun to watch this video end of next year. Brian's done, awesome, Antonio's done. So for those of you that are done, what I want you to do is take that video file and email it to yourself. So just whatever email account you use, um, email it and name it 2020, 2020 year end goal video so that you'll be able to search and find it. Or if, you know, if you're sophisticated enough to drop it in a Google you know, box folder or a Google Drive folder, name it like that. Um, do that. Josh is done. It's like it's a little time capsule, yeah. Pop done in the comments when you're done. You get another technically you know like another minute and a half
Joseph is done. Awesome. Well done. This is one of those things that you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll do that after the session's over. Um, I promise you, if you don't do it right in this moment, you won't do it. And there's def there's definite power. You know, you're you're actually speaking the words, and you're anchoring something out into the future that you kind of have an accountability that you know you're going to look at. Um, don't don't skip this. John is done. John is done. Sorry, you're having some Wi-Fi issues, man. Get about one minute left. We'll keep pressing forward for those of you guys that are done. Uh, for those of you that haven't finished, let's do it. Even if it's just a, a very scrappy, quick video that you don't even think you're going to use, just humor me, please, and and do a quick uh, a quick video like I've described. All right. Make sure you've emailed this to yourself or dropped it in a Google Drive or a Google Box or Put it on Evernote so you can find it again. Taffy's done. Awesome. Well done. Okay. 30 seconds to go. Time's up. Hopefully all you guys shot your videos. I'm, I really, I'm excited to see you guys play these back at the end of next year. I think it'll be eye-opening, exciting, and in some cases, a little bit frustrating, right? But sometimes you need that, right? This, sometimes it takes time to set an attention and be able to like set realistic targets and start to get yourself consistent at doing the activity and, and, and really bringing these things into, into reality. So the next thing I want to do is let's set some, some KPIs. So we all know a KPI is a key performance indicator. Um, it's one thing to set a goal like, okay, we're going to sell five clients a month. Um, it's another thing to be like, you can't really control that metric, right? There are things you have to do that drive that result. And so the clearer we can be on the KPI that we want to track, the better. So out of all of the things that you can do, to grow your agency, to, to you know, to, to land clients, the one metric that is the chokehold on whether you hit your goal or don't, the one thing is, are you having enough strategy sessions? Are you having enough sales appointments with prospects? Right? You could create books till you're blue in the face. You can do webinars every month. You can make a thousand cold calls. But if you're not getting enough strategy sessions or opportunities where you can show the client. Here's what you're doing today. Here's where there's room for improvement. Here's how I can help and here's how much I charge to do that. If you're not having enough of those new opportunities and, and, and sales appointments, you're never gonna hit the target. And this is the one thing that I see the successful members do that the unsuccessful members don't. The successful members 
can focus on this. Like they know month in and month out, they have to get a certain number of sales appointments. And if that means they don't get to, um, you know, they don't get to do certain activities for their clients or they don't get to do whatever other thing it is that they're thinking about that they might want to do, um, they know that that's the most important thing. You know, more important than doing another webinar, more important than um, shooting another Facebook Live video, more important than any of that is getting strategy sessions. So I really want to make sure you're crystal clear based on the target that you set for yourself, how many strategy sessions do you need to be getting on a monthly basis in order to uh, to hit your target? And yeah, Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that here in just, uh, just a sec. So in your workbook, if we scroll down just a little bit further, really there's two things you need to know in order to to answer to, to really figure that 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 metric out. So if we're back in our workbooks right now, you should be you know know your KPIs. So what's your monthly new client target? So we just wrote something into the sheet. Uh, so for us, let's say it's five new clients per month. Put your number there, and then what's your average close ratio? Um, Ours is in like the 35 to 40% range. So that's, we've got all of the positioning. We've got prospects coming in pre-positioned to buy. We're being referred by industry experts. We've got a pretty tight sales process. Um, we're at like 35 to 40%. So don't expect that you're probably gonna be 30 to 45%. Maybe you are, I know like Melanie, I think you're like 60%, but the volume is pretty low. So, you know, if you know the number, you put it in here. If you don't know, then you want to put something probably like 0.25 uh, or less. You know, let's just call it 15 to 25% uh, close ratio. Does that make sense to everybody? Like what what we're trying to do here? Because if we know what our close expected close ratio is, and we know how many clients we're going to get, then we can just divide our, our target number of clients by our expected close ratio, and that'll tell us exactly how many clients we need to get um, or how many appointments we need to get in order to hit our targets. Everybody with me on this? I, I mean, I know sometimes it's kind of because this is Zoom and I can't really hear from you guys. Sean says it does. Okay, great. So there's a worksheet in here. You can, you can click it or actually don't even click it because you want to go back to your sales retention tracking sheet. So this is our sales retention tracking sheet. This is the one you want to be working on, the same one that you just put your, your numbers into. And you want to come down to KPI projector. And you're going to put that number in. So if, if my target is five new clients per month, and I've got a 0.4 or 40% close ratio, we need at least 13 strategy sessions with qualified prospects every single month to get those five clients. Um, if, in our case, we need to sell three, but we're only closing at 15%, we need 20, right? We need 20 strategy sessions to land three new clients. Um, and I would say, if you're not consistently landing three to five new clients per month, you probably don't have enough data to consistently say, okay, I know my close ratio is 30 or 40%. So I would put in an estimated 20% or 15%, whatever you want to do, let's just use 20, Whatever your target is, if you don't know, put in between 15 and 20%, and that will give you an idea how many strategy sessions you need to get in order to hit your sales targets. Does everybody now know how many strategy sessions they need to strive for to hit their target? Somebody put in comments for me 
how many strategy sessions you need per month, assuming these metrics are right, to hit the target that you just set for yourself. So you got 10, 10, 16, excellent, 20, 20. So I got a lot of people on the sessions, like not everyone's responding. Okay, great. 15, 15. It's a lot of 15. So somewhere between 10 and 20. This is kind of like what, I, what I'm seeing. This is the number you focus on, right? You don't even need to focus on the new client number, even though that's the main objective we want. What we need to focus on is are we getting enough strategy sessions? I can tell you with a high degree of confidence if you don't get that number of sales opportunities any given month, the probability of hitting your sales target is practically nothing, right? You have to be getting the at-bats in order to get the yeses, in order to get the new clients on board, in order to get the, the momentum and new client growth. So this is to help you get clear on what that number is. And then we've got our, our sales retention tracking sheet, which you guys see every single week which is to help you track that key metric. How many strategy sessions did you get? Um, and how many clients did you sell? So I wanna spend a quick minute to explain how this sheet should work in the, in the ideal scenario. You guys all have this, and there's a document here you can print if you don't, uh, but most of you should have, have the document. Uh, you can put one up on a wall if it's easier for you. And the idea is, January, you guys all gave me a number somewhere between um, 20, between 10 and 25 or so. Josh had a much bigger number written down, the call 17. So what I would want you to do is at the beginning of the month, so let's just say we're in January now, we'd come over to the target and we put in, we need 20, let's just say strategy sessions to hit our sales target. Right, assuming that whatever that 15% close ratio, that 30% close ratio. Right? So then we can divide that out by four. So let's just take it out the calculator. When he's 20 strategy sessions, that means on an, any given week, I need at least five qualified appointments. Right? So I can go in here and go week one, my target is five. Week two, my target is five. Week three, my target is five. Week four, my target is five. That would give me my target of 20, right? And then let's say we had a target of four new clients. So we'd put four here. That would mean each week we're looking for like one new client, right? On average, and let's say you had three, then you could just kind of, you don't even need to break it down by week in that scenario. Really what you want to track is the number of, of strategy sessions that you're having. And then the revenue, let's say we had we were targeting four clients at 1500 each. We're looking for a $6,000 increase in revenue. So this is only new. So all we're tracking on this KPI sheet is net new revenue. And yes, we should track move forward conversations. Yes, we should track proposals submitted. Um, for some people, it's just extra effort. If you're not tracking this at all at this point, the main thing I just want you to be like really, really clear is put in here at the beginning of each month, how many clients am I going to shoot for? How much recurring revenue, right? Those two boxes every month. And then how many strategy sessions do I need in order to make that a reality? 
and track that on a week-by-week -week basis. So don't worry about the client sold piece as much or the revenue sold piece, but really, I know that I'm gonna sell five clients and I'm gonna grow by $15,000 this month. I need to get 35 strategy sessions and I need to do this amount per week. John, yeah, so that's the idea. Um, you'd fill this out and then you'd update it on Friday of every week. That's the personal accountability, right? I know for a fact that what you track and measure gets done, right? It actually always improves as well, the things you track and you measure. And so ideally, you guys would have this printed out. John, we mailed you one, so you have it, you know, when you recently signed up. You know, have this printed out, have it somewhere visible in front of you, because it's also, yeah, you have a digital file for this thing, but the reality is what you write down, there's something about the brain and mind connection. When you write it down, it forces you to think about it and be like, oh crap, it's week two and I've only had two strategy sessions. Obviously, I'm not focused on the activity that's gonna move my business forward. What can I do to create more strategy sessions? Because those strategy sessions or sales meetings or whatever you wanna call them are what are, is gonna move my business forward. It's gonna help me land those new clients. It's gonna help me get the momentum and everything else. Can everybody, does everybody understand the concept behind the, the KPI board? Um, and really the, the, the need to, to track this stuff. So give me a yes. I see the need. I get it. Awesome. So Antonio says yes. So I want, I want all of you guys, and I just want to see more yeses in here. Activity leads to results, no doubt, says Wesley. Um, I, want, I want yeses and comments if you'll commit to print this, to track it on a weekly basis, and to actually post it up in the in the Facebook group because in the Facebook group I say you know it's Friday take a quick second do a gut check are you on track off track post an image like literally take a picture of your KPI board like okay I've filled it out and now I'm going to take a quick snapshot of it boom and I'm going to take that picture and I'm going to put it in the Facebook group here are my numbers for the week because it helps to it helps to keep you in momentum. It helps to give you accountability on the most important metric. We know that if we don't hit enough opportunities, we're never going to hit our goal, right? So that's why we track this activity and we, we kind of put it in a public place. Then we've got group accountability, which is even more, more powerful than, than coach accountability. I'm not seeing nearly enough yeses. Give me, give me a yes, I'm in. I will track this. I will use this. Okay, good. All right, now they're coming in. Awesome. Great. Okay, lots of yeses. It seems like a basic thing, right? It seems like, you know, is it really? The fact is, it absolutely is, right? If you track this thing and you hold yourself accountable, you're going to be significantly more likely to hit your targets, right? And that's what we want, right? We're, we're not here to learn about SEO and pay-per-click and building agencies. We're not here just to build a plan. We're here because we want to create something, right? We've, we've set an intention and it's going to be the work effort that moves us to accomplish that. And so that's why this is powerful. It, it's helping to remain focused on the most important thing. Susie says, toesies are burning, feet in the fire. Excellent. Yes, that's what we want. 
this isn't theory, this is not hypothetical. We're gonna we're gonna do this and we're and we're gonna get it done. Excellent. So now we can shift to the reason you guys attended this session today, right? You guys, I, for the most part, I can say you didn't come on because you were interested in resetting your goals or being told what your KPIs were. Really, you want to build a plan, right? You want to say, okay, now what am I going to have to do in order to make that happen, right? And so that's what we're going to work on now. We're actually going to we're going to build out, we're going to flesh out a plan. And so that's what this preloaded year process is. I want to dive into a couple key principles that you know will help drive this process. I'll move this out of the way if I can. Okay, so the first thing is that cash flow will follow your calendar, right? It's just a, it, it's a proven thing. If I look at your calendar right now, I can see what you've been up to, right? Assuming you calendarize your activities, um, and you know. If your calendar's empty and you're just kind of going with the flow, you're going to do whatever whatever um, whatever comes up, then you're probably not as productive as you really really could really should be. And so, if we can calendarize and say, okay, you know, Thursdays is going to be my content creation day, my webinars day. Tuesday and uh, Wednesday are going to be my sales days. These are the days I'm going to do my direct connection requests. I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to set appointments. Uh, Friday is going to be my follow-up day. Uh, these are the dates that I'm going to go speak or try to speak in events or be um, exhibiting at events. If your calendar is full with the activities that we talk about in the perpetual pipeline and you know, okay, these are the things that are going to move my calendar. They're going to move my, um, they're going to keep my pipeline full with opportunities so I can hit my strategy session targets so that I can hit my growth goal targets in terms of landing new clients. If your calendar's full with those activities and you complete those activities, that's going to drive the momentum. So we want to make sure we calendarize our most important activities. The other thing we want to do is, is we want to think once. Right? I, I mean, the best illustration of this is we know at the beginning of the year we want to do content creation, right? That positions us as the go-to expert. That makes people want to, you know, hire us. That makes people think, wow, that person knows exactly what they're doing. And we know the type of content that works best is webinars, um, that it's expert interviews. The challenge, though, is creatively coming up with the topics takes a lot of energy, right? And if we wait until you know, February to figure out what we're going to do in February. We gotta get back into creative mode and we gotta think about it and we gotta think about what are we gonna shoot that video about? Where if we can think about it once and lay down some tracks, it's kinda of like a like when you get a, a car and it's gotta drive around, it's gotta make stops and it's gotta do U-turns. That takes a lot of energy, whereas a train sits on a track, right? And you just you start the track and it's got one direction to go and it just goes down the road. We wanna lay down some tracks today. For, for 2020, figure out what the most important activities are, what are the topics going to be, what dates are we going to do them, so that we don't have to come up with it. We can just show up and do it, right? So we want to lay down some tracks. And then we want to milestone the money making, right? We, we've all heard the, the, the analogy of the big rocks, the pebbles, and the sand. Somebody post in comments if, you, if that makes sense, that what I'm saying there. Basically, 
if you were to take a jar and you filled it up with sand at the beginning and then you tried to put some rocks in it and some big rocks, the, the jar would not fit. It would, none of, the items wouldn't fit in correctly. However, if you put big rocks in first, it'd be better if I had like a visual and I was actually building this, but the concept is you put big rocks in, then you put you know, medium-sized rocks and then you fill sand in, the entire cylinder has room for all of that stuff. It goes back to Parkinson's law. You know, time expands based on on the on what's what's available. So if we can intentionally figure out what are the big rocks that make us money that help us get the strategy sessions, and we map those out in advance, and then we layer on the pebbles. So like the things like, you know doing team meetings, doing trainings that help make us better. Um, and then we layer on the sand, like the little basic things that we know we need to do, uh, but they aren't mission critical. We can have room for everything that we need and we can be really efficient with our time. So we're gonna milestone the, the money-making activities. They're gonna move the needle. And then we wanna make sure we do a stress test, right? Because you know we're gonna map out a calendar, right? we're gonna figure out, okay, these are the days we're going to do these activities, and this is the frequency at which we're going to do it. We want to make sure that at least in theory, when we look at that plan, we can nod our head and feel like, okay, I can do that, and not feel like, holy crap, that's way too much stuff. Like if, if it makes your heart do this, and you're like, there's no way I'm going to do that, that's just too much work, then we need to, we need to modify the plan. Like maybe you can't do that many live events, or maybe you can't do that many webinars. And to like make sure that it's a plan that you can manage, that you can feel comfortable with, that's not going to drive you completely nuts. And then what we want to do is we want to work the plan. And this is the beauty of having tracks down, is that we know if we think about this in advance, we've got our goals and our targets, and we've got the plan, these are the key activities that are going to move us forward, then we can be like the racehorse with blinders, right? And just run our, run our race. You know, one of the best things about Seven Figure Agency is the amazing community of successful agencies that are in there, right? Guys like Alan and Danny and, and Mark Petrie and Michael Tassner and, you know, Brian Stearman. And a lot of them are doing really cool things. And the beauty of it is we can share best practices, but it's also a little bit of a double-edged sword because sometimes we know the fundamental things we need to do that are going to help us get to where we want to go. But when we see someone doing something cool, we're like, oh, Maybe I should be doing that. Oh man, I'm missing out. I should be taking advantage of that as well. And when we do that to ourselves, we take off the blinders and that's when we get lost in activity. We get lost on the shiny objects. And so really what we wanna do is get really laser laser focused on things we're gonna do, put on our blinders and, and hit, the ground, hit the ground running. So let's dive in, let's start building the plan. The first thing I want to do is I want to identify the gaps. So I talked about running this um, this audit against the seven-figure agency philosophy, um, and this is something I'm going to have you guys do independently because there's no point in me reading this one by one to each and every one of you. Um, but what we have is go back. Let's everyone go back to our worksheet where we have our sales retention tracking sheet. I'll give you guys a minute to get your sheets pulled back up. We got our starting point, we got our 2020 plan, we got our KPIs. I just want to go into model review. And you can turn these things back to white, actually. Should have done this on the template. 
And what I want you to do, and I'm going to give you five minutes to work through this document. It shouldn't take long. All of you guys have been through the seven-figure agency course material at some level. So you know like it, the fundamentals, choose a niche, position yourself as the expert, do webinars, join the association, start doing cold outreach. Um, so this is just to audit yourself and identify these are the things I've got done, right? I'm, I'm in one niche, double down, right? I know, uh, Sean, I know I'm going after damage restoration companies, right? I'm selling monthly recurring. I've got a minimum of a thousand, right? And the things that you've got dialed in, just throw a green on. And the things that are, are problematic, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not really doing that yet. I need to change some things there, put to yellow. And then the things that like are going to be mission critical for you, like for instance, uh, I haven't joined the National Association yet. That's Josh says that's important. Throw a red on that. So that means that I, I want you to be able to identify the things that are mission critical that you'd be like, oh man, yes, I need to I need to do that particular thing that I'm not doing. I'm not exhibiting at trade shows. You need to throw a red on that. So it's just just create some awareness around some of the things that you know you need to put in place. Um, you know, and let's limit it to like three or four items in red that you can say, okay, these are the three or four things that I need to do. And hopefully you wind up with a lot of green too, where you're like, oh, you know, this is great. I am doing auto bill. And I've already got this funnel thing that Josh showed us how to do built in. Um, I've already got the lead magnet, right? So these all would be green, um, but you should probably wind up with a couple that are that are red that you need to really focus on. And this is how, this is going to really instruct the plan. This is gonna instruct what we need to do in order to um, you know, flesh out what we're gonna do in 2020. So I'm going to give you guys five minutes to go through this. Um, you can post in comments, done, uh, once you've got it finished, and we'll continue to press forward. And if you have questions while you're going through it, post in comments, and um, I'll do the best to help out. Susie says, so red's what's next? Yes, red would be, pick three to four red. That will be the things you wanna, you wanna focus on. Good question. Yellow just means it's something you know you need to you need to deal with. So it's like I don't have this done yet, but it's not necessarily my highest priority. And then green is done. I've got this dialed in. Susie says it would be cool to put a column to the side the dates that you commit to. So yeah, I mean, I should add that to the template. But for those of you that already copied or cloned this one, so date to complete, and then you can you can kind of like color coordinate the things. So like, let's go item 
and then date to complete. So let's say in mine, that's like I got to join the National Association. And I'm going to do that by 01. 1520, right? That's what you're talking about, right, Susie? Something like that? That would be a great idea. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Susie. That's that's a really good idea. I guess we have about a minute and a half left on this exercise, so um, start highlighting the things in red that you know are the things you wanted to get to. Yeah, it makes you're talking about putting a column next to each uh, with a date. Absolutely. The longest column, obviously, is our landing clients column. So start putting in comments done when you kind of feel like you've got your, your audit finished. Uh, and we'll start working on the plan. Okay, Susie's done. Sarah, Sean, nice. Done, done, done's. Good, good, good. All right, got 30 seconds left, and then we're gonna we're gonna press forward. And if you need more time on this, just know that this sheet is yours, so you can feel free to go back to it, um, dive into this sheet and the positioning worksheet as well. Um, identify, identify the gap. Right, we got a target. We've got. Um, mechanism that we're going to track it. Now we're going to figure out like, what are the activities that are going to most efficiently move us. Mostly done, says Stephanie. Nice. Excellent. And that's time. Perfect. So we identified the gaps. The next thing I want to do is I want to milestone the, the big rocks, uh, which is big rocks are like, what are the key things that really are going to move the needle? in terms of gaining attention, scheduling strategy sessions. Also kind of important, I think, is you know how much, how much personal time we're going to take. A lot of times when we do this type of planning, we think all business, all revenue. But to me, as important as growing my business and hitting my goals is making sure that I have some fun while I'm at it. And the fact is, if I don't plan for that fun in advance, it doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen, I get stressed out, my wife gets stressed out, um, my energy drops off, and my ability to accomplish the goal actually diminishes. 
So sometimes we think we got to press harder, but if we don't carve out some time for ourselves, um, we actually suffer in the in the long and short term. So we're going to pop back into our worksheets, down past KPIs, building the plan, the identify the gaps. I want you guys just real quick. I, I forgot about this. What do you need to put in place this year? The five or six that you came up with, put them in here in the in the check like with the check boxes. The five or six things you know you need to put in place to, you know, to make sure you're you're maximizing your opportunities and you're really positioning yourself effectively. Um, could be need to publish my book, need to, you know, get my niche website up, need to record a killer case study, need to get five new testimonials, whatever it is. Just put these under. Uh, things you need to put in place this year. Give you another, I'm going to give you another 45 seconds to do that. Is it, how does this work? Are, are you, is everybody comfortable with the speed at which this is going? Like, do you feel, is it, are you getting value from what you're doing here? Posting comments like, yes, let me know if I'm on the right track, if I'm getting too technical or going down a strange rabbit hole. Okay, I got an awesome, yes, very helpful, good, thanks guys. Perfect, awesome, okay, good, 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 good. Appreciate that. Sarah says, it's making me do it now, so I'm not putting it off, good, excellent. Okay, thanks guys, I, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes, you know, you don't know when you're talking to the screen and you see a couple comments coming in, but you're not really sure. Okay, so, Let's just talk about the big rocks. We've already put this into our sales retention tracking sheet, but I'd like you again, just kind of put in what's the what's the current state, current clients, current recurring revenue, where's it gonna be by the end of the year? You should almost have this memorized now, right? You've already put it in the sales retention tracking sheet. You recorded a video of yourself saying how happy you were you accomplished it. Um, now I just want you to put it in here. And then as it relates to the to the personal stuff, again, I, I think it's pretty important. How much free time did you take this year? So that would be you know, vacations. If you're not working weekends, the days that you took off as weekends. Um, how many how many free days? And how many free days are you going to take in 2020? If you don't set an objective for yourself on this front. Um, it can cost you dearly. So let's just take a quick sec. You know, are we going to take two weeks? Are we going to take three weeks? Are we going to take a month? Um, different for everybody. I know for me personally, I don't work Saturday and Sunday. I just, that's my time to be with my wife and my kids. And I take at least a long weekend every quarter. And I take, you know, at least three weeks of vacation every single year at this point. And that's why I do all of this hard work, right? I don't, work hard to create a lot of money, to create wealth, to just be working all the time, right? The reason I work is to create the freedom and to have the, the fun and to be able to do the things I want to do. So let's not get our, our priorities completely out of line. Um, you know, just put down a number here. That way you've, you've thought intentionally about how much free time you're going to take going into the new year. Does everybody have a number plugged in? for these three columns? Give me a yes. Excellent. Okay, so now let's talk about the, the big rocks being the things that make us money, right? The things that are actually gonna help 
do the positioning work, helps get this appointment scheduled. Um, and so, you know, from the perpetual pipeline training, which I recommend all of you go back and watch if you haven't seen it yet, it's kind of the the whole process of like, how do we schedule our week? How do we schedule our month? What are the what's the frequency of the activity that keeps the pipeline stocked? Um, but to me, the key activities are the you know from a big rocks perspective are monthly webinars right because we know one webinar gives us a reason to email the database a number of times it gives us a reason to post on social media it forces us to create brand new fresh content uh, that then gets syndicated it gets uploaded to youtube it gets sliced up it gets added to um, itunes and it creates blog content for our website so that to me is a is a money making activity, right? So we put that down here: money making activities, webinars, um, monthly podcast interviews. We talked about this. Not everybody's doing it. Don't feel like you have to do this, but it's an easy thing to do, right? Just to come up with an interview with somebody in your space that's doing cool things, and just ask them five or six questions about how they generate their leads, where the leads come from, what's working well, how they're getting their success. And it's just extremely powerful positioning content that, again, gives you a reason to contact the database, post in social media, create a blog post. That's value added that really positions you as the expert and makes you prolific in the space. Um, the third is industry associations and speaking, right? Um, you know, I was just doing the math on this. Out of our $4.5 million a year in revenue, at least 60% of that is tied directly to the associations and groups that we're a part of. You know, in the absence of that, it would be 60% less, you know, in recurring base revenue. So finding those associations, joining them, and becoming super active. So like figuring out when do they meet live, where do those events happen, um, and then being there in one of three capacities. The 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 probably the lowest capacity is participating just showing up at the event. It was $350 to be there as a participant, getting there, walking around, shaking hands, meeting vendors, rubbing shoulders. At a minimum, you'd want to be at you know, one of these you know, a couple times a quarter. Like the next level up from that is exhibiting at those events. And for me as a non-networker, uh, non like I'm terrible, like to me to go to an event and expect myself to meet people like that, completely outside my comfort zone, I would never be able to pull it off. Uh, but somebody like Mark Petrie, you know, goes to an event and he's got his client walking him around and he's everybody you know, very magnetizing, very um, great networker works great. So you're going to know your strengths. You know, I would never I would never try that. But exhibiting gives me kind of in my mind the right to be there. I've got my booth. I paid some money. I have a reason for people to come back to my booth and come chat with me. So, you know, exhibiting and then at the top level. And it usually takes you exhibiting a couple times for these types of opportunities to surface, speaking at the events. So finding out when these events are, finding out how much it will cost you to exhibit, and asking, hey, is there a speaking track? Who's responsible for the education breakout sessions? And asking, how do I get these types of speaking opportunities? Danny Barrera, I think, Danny, are you still with us on here? Danny Barrera spoke at, an, at, at a, the big conference in his in his space. He works with decorative concrete companies. and um, you know, it was a process of getting involved in the association and then finding out when they have who's responsible for the for the breakout sessions and then submitting submitting a, a proposal. Like, here's the topic I can talk about. 
here's what I would talk about. Here's why it would be useful for your for your visitors. I mean, for your you know for your attendees. And it's extremely powerful when you speak and exhibit. Right? When you speak and exhibit, you're the expert. People are coming back to you, and of course, you can leverage that in a lot of ways on social media. Um, you know, actually, the live communication that you get and the people that sign up right at the event. Um, if you record it, you can claim, hey, look, I was at that event, I was speaking, and now you've got this high, higher level of expert status. You know, these to me are the, the three big um, money-making activities. So you want to put these down here, and then you want to figure out the frequency. So for me, webinars and podcasts are monthly. Industry associations are, um, you know, at least once a quarter. What are the other money-making activities that you do, should do, could do? I'm just going to give you guys like another minute. Flush this out, this column right here. What are your money-making activities that you want to make sure you block into the calendar, which we're going to do next, um, that you block into the calendar so that you, like we talked about, so you got your big rocks in, the things that are going to make you money before we start filling it up with sand and pebbles. And this is happening on page, sorry, the pages on this thing? Big rocks on your outline on the left. Josh says he added product enhancement and revenue development to a key activity, R&D. Those are activities that make my product better, enhance it, develop. Yep, you can definitely have that in there. So you guys should all be clear now on like the big money-making activities that you know you need to do. Give me, like say done in comments or got it or got them or finished. That way I know that it's appropriate to, to move forward. Okay, good. We got some duns, done, duns. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. So the next thing really is the frequency. We talked about time blocking. So, and this was a stuck point for me for a long time because I knew I needed to do cold outreach. I knew I needed to do webinars. I knew I needed to speak at things. Um, I knew I wanted to create content on a consistent basis, but you know. If you don't time block, these are the days of the week that I do these things, you know, things come up. Other things that are more important, problem with the client, problem with the household, something going on with the kids, and you don't get the key things done that you need to get done. And so one of the powerful things that you can do is to time block, is to say, okay, these are the days I have carved out all my calendar in advance where I know I'm going to do the webinars, or I'm going to do the podcast interviews, or I'm going to do those types of activities. So just real quick, uh, I got down here uh, in your workbook, time blocking. What days of the week will you conduct your webinars? Right. So for me, if you just want to copy a proven formula, Thursdays at 2 p.m. is when I do my, my Plumber SEO webinars. It's just like I've got it carved out. Those are the days. And it's not every Thursday. It's only once a month that I do a webinar. But for the most part, some days it shifts to Wednesday, but for the most part, Tuesday, 2 p.m. is my webinar day. Um, what days of the week will you conduct your interviews? Could be Thursday as well. For me, like Thursday is a content day. Like these are the days I have carved out to do 
content creation, whether it's a video, a webinar, a podcast, whatever. And then also, what days will you do your direct outreach? So going back to the cold outreach formula, going back to the Hillsburg method, going back to um, the perpetual pipeline, you know, there's, there's things we do to position ourselves and to nurture our database, but there's also, we have to be building our database and we have to be creating awareness from people that don't know us. So what days will you do that type of outreach? Um, you know, if it's still you doing it all yourself, you probably want to carve out two days, at least a week, where you're going to really hammer that effort. If you've got, you know, a virtual team and you've started to do the marketing assistant edge, where you've got a virtual talent that's kind of doing that activity for you, then the beauty of it is you can kind of put it on somebody else and just be focused on the strategy sessions that come as an, as an outcome of that effort. But um, if you're not at that level yet, then you want to figure out what days you're going to do it. When I was at, um, at Reach Local, Tuesday was our prospect day. And it was, we got in Tuesday at whatever, 8.30 or 9, and we cranked away on the phones all day to set up the appointments for the entire week. And that was, prospect day was Tuesday. The rest of the week was meet with prospects and close deals. So it was a formula that worked for, you know, hundreds and thousands of sales reps. Um, so, you know, some people like Alan Hillsburg, who's done phenomenally well, he says, I can't do a whole day of prospecting. I'd much rather do every day. I do a little prospecting until I get three people that say, yep, I'm interested. Yep, that sounds good, right? And so if that took all day, then it was all day prospecting. But if he got it done in the first two hours or first hour of the day, that's all he had to do. So it was like three move forward conversations per day. That was the, the Allen Hillsburg method. For me, it was Tuesday, I crank away, I get as much as I can. And um, those are the days I do that prospecting activity. Different strokes for, for, for different folks. Does everybody, has everybody kind of done a little bit of thought on the, on the time blocking aspect of how they'll kind of schedule these key activities? <coughs> Excuse me. Sarah says activities scheduled. Anybody else, are you guys still thinking about this? Put thinking if you're thinking, put done if you're done. Let me know, we still have some a lot of stuff to cover, but I, I wanna make sure you've had time to, to kind of flesh this stuff out. Somebody give me a done, a ready to move forward, did my internet disconnect? Are you guys still seeing me? Okay, thank you. Now they're coming in. Okay, so we ideally we've got our time blocking fleshed out. Now what I want to do is is plan out the at least the webinars. You know the the um, the podcast stuff really is like figure out like come up with a short list of five to seven people that you want to interview and could determine that like let's just say the third Wednesday Thursday of every month is, is is the day that you'll do those interviews and and start doing that outreach effort but the one that you want to really think and block out in advance is your is your uh, planning out of the webinars for the year so this is a hyperlinked document for you guys I know, Jim, this is what you were looking for. 
if you if you don't like if you haven't committed to webinars yet, go back to the members area. Re, re, like watch the training again about landing clients with webinars. This is the ultimate content lever, right? One webinar, touch the database multiple times. Lots of ways to syndicate the content. Great way to really nurture the database and, and keep the keep the, the, the pipeline full. What I want you to do is just click on this. Again, same same exact thing as the others. Once you're in here, go file, make a copy. Right, so we want to copy this so it's our own version. And well, I'll just do mine. Make a copy. Webinar content planning template or webinar content planning 2020. Name it, you know, yourself. Josh. And then just spend a couple minutes looking at what day will you run your webinars and what are the topics. These are the topics we're going to run. So if you're going to follow the playbook that we give you, I know, unfortunately, uh, some of us aren't in our niches that it's easy to do this. But um, if you are, you know, not, a lot of these topics are pretty much evergreen. Um, just go in and change it for your niche. So 2020 Internet Marketing Plan for uh, Roofing Contractors. How to optimize your plumbing or, HV, or your roofing business for maximum conversion. The new SEO formula for uh, roofing contractors. How to maximize your lead flow with PPC and Google AdWords. Uh, Google Local Service Ads, everything you need to know. 2020 20, 20 Marketing Guide, how to get ranked on the maps. Uh, the power of retargeting. How to tap into the authority of paid online directory sites like Yelp and Angie's List. The 2020 Social Media Marketing Playbook, which is like how are we going to use uh, social media. The So in your workbook, if you're scrolling down, the link is here. And then I'll put it in content as well. Is it helpful to have a document like this? Just kind of like with what the plan for the webinars are and the kind of the, the month that they'll be happening so you can plan around them? <clears throat> and the cool part is all of these are obviously similar to the ones we did last year. So you've got the registration page, the thank you page, the invitation sequence. Um, so it's really just a matter of let's put these in the calendar so that we know, okay, these are the dates we're going to be doing these. We can't plan something else because what happens is we don't book it now. We plan something else, and then it's like, oh, gosh, I guess um, I'll try and get back to it next week. And then we've, we wind up you know, weeks behind on our, on our webinars. We lose the momentum of creating the fresh content and touching the database and really having that author position status as the prolific content creator. So I'm going to give you guys uh, three minutes to flesh out the uh, webinar calendar. Funny thing is, if this was pretty much all you did from a positioning perspective, you didn't do you know you didn't do um, you know weekly videos and you didn't do you know, daily posts on social and you didn't do building a Facebook group and you didn't do um, podcast interview stuff. This would be enough to drive your activity going into. 2020. You know, if all you did was one webinar per month and you fully syndicate the way I show you how to do it, you will undoubtedly 
start to be looked at as, as a go-to expert in your space. Brian's asking if I'm going to do this 2020 internet marketing plan again, and without question, I am. Um, <clears throat> there's certain people that are that think ahead of the ball, right? And they're in December and they're planning. And there's other people in, in January is when they start to think about the year. So we're going to do it again in January, yes. And I recommend you guys all do it as well. It, you know, this 2020 webinar, plan webinar that you can run, it it sets the pace for all your future stuff because you can point back to it. Hey, at the beginning of the year, we did the 2020 plan webinar. And one of the key things was, you know, the power of retargeting. And what I found was a lot of the contractors didn't, um, you know, didn't understand how to set up retargeting. So I wanted to do this video to share, you know, this webinar to show you what it is, how it works, how to set it up, why you should be doing it and answer any questions you have about retargeting, for instance. Right. And so it kind of like they cascade onto each other. John, not a problem. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be loading this into the members area so you can go back and watch it um, as you have the, the time. So you guys should all have this document open right now. You should have made your copy. I'm going to give you another full minute. Dial in your topics, customize this for your niche, and um, block, out, block out these dates. Antonio's done. <clears throat> put him in done. Yeah, if you could help me out, just put in, in the comments done once you feel like you've got this locked and loaded. John's done. Sweet. Yeah, uh, Sarah, yeah, you're going to have to spend a little more time because you're going to come up with different webinar topics. John says, uh, Jonathan, what's up, man? Um, how do you suggest doing webinars by bringing a vendor guest to talk about their services that could bring value? That's, I mean, that's a great, it's a great way to do it. Um, the great thing about bringing a guest that's complimentary to your audience um, is that usually you can draft off their authority at some level. Um, and you can um, you can gain access to their database because they're seeing the webinar. Danny, Danny says he had a couple of Plumber SEO slides, but still got two new clients from it. Fantastic. Um, I would I would you know if you've got enough access to guests, I would kind of rotate one content one one guest, one content one one guest. The the good and the bad of of having a guest like so for instance we did a couple of these last year. Um, we did one on KPIs and KTIs in your plumbing HVAC business, which was done by a coach. Um, it was good because it created content. We got to pixel people. We got them to the thank you page. It was bad because it really doesn't position you in the same way 
you're interviewing or you're bringing someone on and letting them teach to your audience is much different than them coming on hearing you talk about Google AdWords, showing examples of success with Google AdWords, and then offering the opportunity to chat. So I wouldn't do more than one, than rotating one content, one guest, one content, one guest. Um, but it, it definitely doesn't hurt to do a couple of those in that way. Okay, let's go back to our workbooks. So ideally, we've at least started the process of mapping out. These are our webinars for 2020. These are the dates we're going to do them. The next thing I want to do is, is do some Pebble uh, planning. And so Pebble planning is things like our vacations, right, which we want to plan in advance, which is super fun, um, and something that whether you're single or married in a, in a relationship um, is good for you to do, right? It's good to think about here's 2020. I'm going to be doing a lot of work, right? Josh has got me setting these goals. He's got me setting these KPIs, um, and that's all work. But there's got to be a fun aspect to your life as well. So really thinking about when can I go out and you know take a take a week vacation to California or wherever you want to go? When can I take a long weekend? Um, I know for me personally, this is something I never really did, and I started doing it two years ago with my wife, and. It's very exciting to sit down and look at the calendar and say, okay, here's when we're going to go to Orlando. Here's where we're going to go on a cruise. Here's where we're going to go up to California. Here's where we're going to go up to Colorado. And just knowing that you've got that to look forward to, it creates excitement and it creates enthusiasm. Um, in a relationship, you need that. Like you need like something that you guys are doing together that you're looking forward to. Um, if you're not in a relationship, you should do it anyways because it gives you something to personally look forward to. They say all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, right? You don't want to do that to yourself, and you're not going to be able to put the energy in and put the effort in. So, you know, just get clear, like, like how, how often are you going to take vacations? Like, I know I'm going to do one long weekend per month, one week per quarter, right? Something like that. And maybe this is aggressive for you if you don't have the teams and the systems in place. Um So vacations. Also in here should be the other things that you're going to be, you know, be doing that you need to plan for in advance. And and really, what I want you to do is actually block this onto your calendar. So you pull up Google. You say, okay, we're going to take at the end of this weekend, sit down with yourself or your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and and you know, carve this out now. Because if not, you're going to wind up, oh, a speaking opportunity comes up, and that takes precedence over the fun trip that you were going to take, right? And you don't want to, you don't want to put yourself in that position. So we got our money activities that should be blocked. Those are the speaking events, the opportunities to um, to exhibit, um, and then we've got our fun pebbles, right? Our fun stuff um, and things along those lines. So this one is going to take a little bit more time, right? But don't skim over it. Think about it. Between now and the end of the year, really get into the calendar. Um, have a fun experience of really picking out the destinations and the time frames and put them in your calendar now. The other thing you want to make sure you block out on your calendar is your, is your learning and development. Um, family events, birthdays for your kids, birthdays for your spouse, birthdays for your significant other, um, 
you know, I don't go all the way to the place of personal care, but you know, some people do like, oh, I'm going to have a massage this day. I'm going to get my hair cut on these days, kind of curve that stuff out. For me, it's mainly my learning and development, right? And we all know that our dates for the next intensive, right, which we're all going to be at, um, you want to block that in your calendar now. Um, that way you've got it, you've got it carved out. So to get there, we'll go to sevenfigureagency.com slash calendar. And it's in your workbook. Ooh. Oh, it's members. Slash calendar. Now's a great time just to grab February 5th and 6th, June 10th and 11th, November 4th and 5th. Block that onto your calendar. That way you know that it's there. And this learning and development, if you, I mean, we, we all talk about we've got the information, we've got the tools, we've got the resources, we've got the goals. There's something powerful about being at the intensives, working on the business instead of working in the business, um, being around other successful people. You, you get so much out of these types of Zoom sessions and they're fine, but live and in person, you just can't, you can't replace it. You know, the, the people that come to the event leave the event energized. They get more done than the ones that are sitting at home in a vacuum. So, you know, February 5th and 6th, block that out now. Like, you have to be there. It's going to be in Miami. Um, just make sure you get it on the schedule. Um, if you're Mastermind members, just know that the, the day at the end, like the 7th, the 12th, and the 6th, you know, the, you'll, be, you'll be in Miami for those days as well. Josh says, do we have a shared Google calendar? No, I, I should, but I don't. Um, but I do have this page, which you can click on um, and you can see, okay, these are the dates for the events and when everything's happening. So you can carve it out into your, into your schedule. So get that in there. Um, think about family events, friends, like if you've got, you know, a wedding, if you've got, um, you know, girls trip, boys trip, um, you know, some of you guys play golf, tennis, windsurf, whatever. You just kind of put that stuff in. This is the sand, right? We want to make sure we've started with the money-making stuff, which are those events and our webinars. Then we went to the, the pebbles, which are important. Like that's our personal care and that's our uh, family trips and the fun stuff we're going to do. And then we've got our sand, which is the learning development planning days. Like if you do well, 10 meetings, which we do. Um, team training that you're going to do, family events, birthdays, hobbies. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys calendarize this stuff. I'm not going to have you all stay on the Zoom session throughout. But right now it's we've been going two hours. It would be well worth your time to spend the next... 35 minutes to an hour calendarizing this stuff. And by that I mean pull up, print out this document and block the dates, especially for the live stuff that you have to go to. So like pull up your plumbing association. Look, okay, what is the association that I'm a part of? Okay, I'm part of PHCC. Uh, I've done this, guys. Uh, when are the events that are coming up in the different uh, verticals that we're in? Okay, let's uh, uh, January, January. 
AHR Expo, February 5th and 6th. Okay, I'm going to put that one in. I'll find out how much it is to be an exhibitor there. Uh, later events, what else do we have going on? Palm Springs meeting, I'm going to pass on that one. Cow Power meeting, I need to be at this. San Diego, let's look at the dates. For this March 12th through 13th okay I'm gonna plug that into my calendar so you know really spend the time to calendarize the events specific to your thing the webinars that you're going to do the family trips that you're going to take um, you know everyone's gonna take a different frequency of time on that so I'm not gonna keep it live in you know at this session right now but I do want to encourage you to spend the next hour here before you close up the day and get this stuff in the calendar Post in comments if, if you'll commit to get this stuff in the calendar before the end of the day. So that means put it here and then open up Google Calendar or whatever calendar system you use and literally block the time into the schedule. It is the end of the day. I know, what time is it there, Sarah, in the, in the UK? Uh, wow, 9 p.m., okay. Well, you should still stay up till 10 and crank this out. Excellent. Okay, so so last steps here, next steps going forward. Um, what I want you to do is make sure you get that sales retention tracking sheet humming. Like you feel like I've got my targets, I'm comfortable with it. And then once it's done, I want you to share it with me, joshnelsonimc at gmail.com, just so I have it, I can help hold you accountable to it. I know what your targets are, and we can kind of help, help hold you accountable to, to make that reality, right? Because you have personal accountability now that it's written, and having the accountability of someone that you know is going to kind of be looking over it with you is extremely helpful. So I'm going to put this in com in the comments. Send it to Josh Nelson IMC at gmail.com. That way I have access to it with you. Uh, commit to post the KPI boards. This is one of those little overseen things. It's like, okay, I get the idea, uh, but you know, do it one week, do it two weeks, and then it becomes one of those. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Like, do it consistently. It will really help move you forward. And then work the plan. Hold yourself accountable. Stay laser-focused on what you're looking to accomplish. And um, really, we've, we've come full circle, right? We set up a clear plan for the year, right? If, if you stuck with me, I think most of you did. Now you've got a sales retention tracking sheet with here's the target for the year. Here are the targets on a quarter-by-quarter -quarter basis. And here are my monthly quotas, the monthly target that me, my team, my organization are driving towards. Uh, we created the KPIs, the key performance indicators, how many strategy sessions we need to hit in order to make that a reality. And then we, we, planned, we planned the execution. Like what are the activities that we have to do on an ongoing basis to make this a reality? So I, I hope this was a powerful process for you. Um, you guys have all taken the first step in setting a goal, right? Writing it down and now building a plan to accomplish it, which gives you that 97% advantage that the guys from Harvard did 3% that actually did it. So kudos to you for sticking with this process, for doing this. Share your sales retention tracking sheet with me. Uh, share this document with me if you'd like me to have access to it and look over it with you as well. And let me know what questions you have, how I can help. I am completely committed to helping you take your digital marketing agency to the next level, 
knock those goals out of the park. So tag me in the Facebook group, send me a personal message, let me know how I can help, how I can support you. Uh, be sure to plug into the weekly calls Wednesdays at 2 p.m. with uh, with Jeff Fisher. Great place to you know just get answers, network with the other group, um, attend our live trainings that we do a couple times per month, and you know definitely, definitely, definitely plan to attend the intensive in Miami February. Um, and um, and that's it. Thanks for your time, guys. I will. I'll talk to you soon.